In this episode of the 21st Century Classroom, this is uh, Mark Olofsson with the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education. I'm the research uh, fellow here, and we are with Anna Lindsay, who is a teacher at People's Academy Middle Level. I teach fifth grade humanities. Awesome. And we're going to talk some about learning management systems today. Lindsay's here to talk about why she switched from Edmodo to Schoology, why digital badges are so darn fun, and why, no matter which LMS you choose, you still need to provide students with direct instruction on what makes a good comment. So I started with Edmodo based on some familiarity of other teachers that I knew. And I had gone ahead using that and I thought it was great. But then um, there were some limitations that I yeah, found yeah. with Edmodo and so then um, Susan Hennessy had talked to me about some of the things that Schoology does and particularly one of the things I was after was being able to edit PDFs oh, nice. directly. So, you know, teaching fifth grade, a lot of the time students are maybe using a graphic organizer or a worksheet or they're, they're drawing and they're inserting pictures, but I couldn't edit directly. I had to take, take it from Google Drive and open it mm. into something else like Notability and then, and then send it back to them. And, wasn't really having that, it was very time consuming. And so Schoology had just announced that it released something where, you know, it's like a embedded PDF editor. So I can scroll through each student's work and edit everything, see what they're doing. I can insert comments, I can write directly on it, and they can see all of my feedback in one time. And so that in itself was a selling point. The other thing that I really liked about Schoology is that it captures all of the discussions as separate threads rather mm -hmm. than Edmodo keeping everything as one long running wall. And that makes it really challenging for students to go back and look for their own work that they've submitted or yeah. check back on feedback or something like that. So I had started with Edmodo and so I thought it was you know important to share it as another option, but um, I then switched to Schoology for a couple of those reasons. At your school, they just allow you to choose what you want to use? Yeah, the school's pretty open. There are certain things that everybody uses, like PowerSchool for grading submissions. But oh, then, right, yeah. But then for you know playing around in your classroom, it's pretty open-ended. But in terms of a learning management system, you can kind of play around with different things. One of the things that's nice is that they can create their own profile, which, especially for middle-level learners, is sort of important in terms of thinking about identity and who are you and what do you want to put out there to the world. So they get mm -hmm. to update with some things about themselves, such as you know their birthday, some interesting facts, they get to put in a photo, um, and then most learning management systems let you, uh, let the students earn badges, so I can award badges. Oh nice, it's like, like that proficiency badge-based yes. OS thing, so that's they feel, cool. They feel motivated and then they're proud of their badges and then the first time I awarded a badge, everyone was like, what? so-and-so earned a badge, you know, and then it was kind of like, wait a minute, I can do that too, you know, and so then, Word, they, yeah. then they felt motivated. So the nice thing, yeah, is that students kind of feel invested in what they're putting out there too. Um, and then the first time I did it, I was impressed because students had, you know, some insights about what might be helpful about using uh, a learning management system. And so, you know, they right away were like, oh, it's going to conserve paper. Mm -hmm. um, people aren't going to forget things. And these are just things that they came up with, you know, on their own, fifth graders. And, you know, another person said, um, you know, I'm excited to just practice typing and online writing. Um, he thought that quizzes would be easier, and he's nice. not going to, again, not going to lose everything. And he also thought that his hand wouldn't get as tired through typing as <laughs> writing. So I said, okay, we're covering all the bases. But um, I just thought it was nice that students, not even having used it or seen yeah. it before, already could sort of see some of the advantages to using a learning management system on well, their own. And they're really getting at some of those, like, kind of, 
base level for the student interface mm -hmm. pieces that it's gonna it's gonna make easier. Yes, because um, you know as everybody knows, binder organization and remembering where things are and keeping track is. Mm -hmm can be challenging for all kinds of different students. So it was nice that they were like, oh wait, I, I see how this might actually be really helpful for me. So I thought that was good. Nice. So my favorite part about using learning management system is the digital discussions. Because this not only allows the students to hear each other's thoughts, such as in a class discussion, but then it offers every student uh, the opportunity to respond to questions or comments that other students make. What, what does that crosstalk look like in the system? Is it like a discussion thread? Yes. So what's nice about, in Edmodo, it's one long post. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that becomes kind of challenging, um, especially because our students are, they have a portfolio. So they're trying oh, yeah. to keep track of their learning and find evidence for their learning and their progress. So um, Schoology has like a separate thread. So I might have a particular question that I throw out there or a series of questions and I want them to choose one, say, mm -hmm. for like a literature discussion. and then give that feedback. So it's one little thread, they click click on that one question for the discussion assignment and then all of the students' responses, you know, starting with the first one, are a part of that thread. So they can, you know, have pictures as part of their discussion, they can ask questions, they can see uh, feedback and comments and students can like another student's right, post, yeah. which they also enjoy doing that. But that way, you know, if they were like, oh yeah, I did something really great when we were discussing this particular topic, they could go right back to that thread, that feed of that whole piece, mm -hmm. rather than trying to scroll through, you know, a year's worth of yeah. all these discussions. But so then they can pull that uh, out as evidence in their own portfolio of understanding? Yes, they can take screenshots and they can post that in for, um, you know, evidence of learning for a certain goal they're working on, or if they just want to reflect on something that we did, mm -hmm. then they can, you know, speak to it you know, on their blog, or they can record it on Explain Everything or something if it's part of a larger piece that they're working on. Uh, so it's, it's really nice in terms of capturing those learning moments in class. So the important thing to remember is, of course, students don't naturally know how to do this. You know, students, they don't naturally know how to give constructive feedback in this format. If this is mm -hmm. something new to them, they've never done it before, so I'd have direct instruction on, you know, what makes a, what makes a good comment. Like, why is it good? Is it mm -hmm. helpful? Is it helping this person learn something? Uh, you know, so we want to make sure that people aren't just saying, you know, good job, or I like this mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. You know, we want it to be constructive. So that was one piece, and then um, I also try and acknowledge those students that ask other questions to further the discussion mm -hmm. because that's kind of where we want it to go and sometimes students think they're just supposed to say this is good or you forgot to capitalize this and it's not mm -hmm. so much the grammar punctuation spelling that I want them to focus on although this does help them see how people use your spelling and your grammar to make judgments about mm -hmm. who you are yep. which it's sort of sad on the one hand because you know it's their thoughts that are important, but on the other hand, this is important. This is the way people are interpreting your emails. Your how you well, it implies attention to detail. Yes. Right. And so, if you're not capitalizing, if you're missing punctuation, it makes people think. Well, perhaps you aren't paying as much attention in what you're saying and thinking as well. That's exactly right, and that's what I try and talk to them about. You know, if you, I say, I try and proofread my emails. I don't yeah. want there to be mistakes because people are saying, well, you do not have time for me in, in replying, mm -hmm. or is this not as important? And you know, they're, they're thinking about who you are as a learner, like, wow, did they not understand this? And so, and, and when people, when my students first go into saying, well, well, they didn't capitalize this, I say, so see how you're not focusing on what they're saying? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what other people do when they're looking at your work. And you want them to focus on what you're actually trying to say and the points you're trying to get across. So 
it's it's kind of a harsh reality in one hand, but I think really really helpful for them to see because this yeah. is this is how it all goes down. <laughs> well, and then they get to you know as commenters be on the other side of it. Yes, you know exactly. And so then they're able to be reflective on what they're doing. Exactly. That's nice. I think it's kind of dangerous to assume that kids know how to do all of these things because just the same way that kids don't know how to write something that is professional because that's mm -hmm. not what they're doing, it's important to remember, well, we were trying to set a standard for these students as learners but also have them successful in the real world. So just like you would teach them all of these skills, like a firm handshake, you know, mm -hmm. like we were talking about before with the grammar, that's something that they don't have to do in their personal life. So to assume that just because this is digital is a skill that they would have, I think is a mistake. <laughs> you know, it's not something that I've seen, but they are still really excited about it because their comfort on a level is, is very familiar for them to use yeah. these, you know, all these different, I don't know, from the different apps and different ways that we can share everything. But, but I, and I also think that they don't know how to use everything. And if you can't guide them on a certain level, it's not gonna be the successful lesson that you thought, and I run into that too the first time that you know we've used some of the different apps, and when kids don't know how to do it, you know, they get frustrated, just like the adults get frustrated, mm -hmm. like, why isn't this working? You know, and I think if we don't, I rely on them a lot to find different ways to do things, or to say, oh no, Miss Lindsay, I found a shortcut. I'm like, great, I love that you found the shortcut. <laughs> Let's tell but, everybody. Yeah, yeah. but you tell everyone, and then, you know, the kids are like, I can do it, great, so-and-so is the helper now, you know, and I love that, but I also think that if, you know, you can't help problem solve or realize when you need to just stop and revisit it, you know, your, mm -hmm. your kids aren't going to feel confident about it, and you're going to sort of watch that lesson spiral, <laughs> spiral yeah. out of your hands, but. So when you, in uh, in bringing kids into an LMS environment, how long do you feel, like how much of that direct stuff do you have to be doing until they're really sort of intuitively interacting? Um, they definitely are ready to interact on their own. It's just that level of interaction. Mm -hmm. You know, like where do you want to set the bar? And I don't um, set it very high initially in terms of like an academic language idea. I want them to just introduce themselves or share something or pull a piece from a lesson we did the other day that you remember and our warm-up is just going to be to tell, you know, tell me something that you learned from that. You know, I just, I don't, because in the beginning I, I want them to become familiar with using it and then we're going to sort of, you know, take the steps to say, all right, so now we're going to have a quick discussion. So let's, let's think about what kinds of things would we say out loud in class and that's going to help guide us for what kinds of things we would type in this digital discussion. And then we kind of build from there. So another um, reason that I like learning management systems is for the polling features that mm. they have. So polls are handy for self-assessments. You know, uh, how do you think that you all did? For In the first year that I used the learning management system, uh, we had a substitute. And the things didn't go quite well in one of my literature classes in my literature circle group. And so I wanted them to self-assess how they did. How did we do? And I gave them three choices, you know, amazing. <laughs> you know, and then I gave some examples of what amazing might be like, and then an okay, and then we need to improve. And the kids were pretty honest. Like only a couple of kids said that they did amazing. And I think that, you know, it's really, self-assessing is a great tool in general, but this is nice because it's a quick snapshot. 
So then I was able to ask the same question when I was gone at a conference. So you know, mm -hmm. they're all in class and I could talk to them in the learning management system. I signed in, you know, I'm not in the building at all, and I could say, hey, how's everything going? You know, ladies and gentlemen, what are we doing? You know, and then I gave them another assessment, you know, how do we think we're doing? And they were all so excited, first of all, because I wasn't there, but I was in the mm -hmm. computer, you know, and then they were able to honestly assess and they were doing so much better. But we used it for things like this year we for our PBIS, one of their small celebrations was to unlock an app. And so mm. we gave them the different choices and they got to vote and they love just watching the poll change. You know, like, oh my gosh, who's, which app are we gonna unlock? Which one's gonna win? I use it in my literature groups, the polling feature for making predictions. And kids just really like to get involved and like to see their vote count. So in some ways it's, you know, democracy at work, it's exciting mm. and, um, it's just a nice feature to have handy. Well, that's a piece where, you know, it's, it is it is important for them to be able to see that they can make a change. And even if the only yes. change that they're making is moving a bar on the screen, it's yeah. it, it's authentic. You yeah, know? and they get to see it. They're like, I voted for that, and yes, like, it's going to win. And so, yeah, they get a kick out of it. Yeah, it also uh, makes sharing resources really easy. So, you know, again, when we were doing some work with Alice in Wonderland, I found some clips from a really early movie version, I think it's says 1903. So I just thought the kids would like to, because sometimes they think about it and they don't realize you know, how old something really is. And so mm -hmm. when they can see how old it is, that thought that might help them out. So we had some old movie clips. We were reading The Little Prince, and so I included the website because there was a, a lot of information there and some games for them to play. And then of course images, um, we were reading to tie everything together with Alice in Wonderland. We read um, Down the Rabbit Hole, which is a mm -hmm. murder mystery, and you know they reference comedy and tragedy, and I didn't think my students knew what those images looked like and how they might relate, so I could just sort of share that quote with an image and an explanation. So it lets you organize you know, your teacher resources, they, they mm -hmm. sync with Drive and everything, but then it also helps you, you know, disseminate all the resources for your students and, and on the fly too, you know, it's like I happened to do a search and find that movie clip and I was like, oh, this is really great, I'm gonna share it and I can just mm -hmm. you know, pop that right out there for everyone to see. A question I did have, do parents have access and do they want access? So that's a really good question because they they can have access and um, you know for our students with the iPads they bring their iPads home and so we have student-led conferences and so one of the things that our students do is share a lot of the things at that first conference that they use and their most frequently used apps and so for me Schoology is one of those so there are separate access points for parents um, you know at, at our school not everybody has internet access at home mm -hmm. so I haven't had any parents that wanted independent access to Schoology. I have had parents say, I've noticed some things haven't been graded yet. Or mm -hmm. so I know that some parents are checking in and I say, oh, you know, that was you know, an ungraded assessment or, oh, that's right, you know, that's not on, that's not on PowerSchool yet, so, you know, don't worry, They've done, you know, they're doing a great job or I give, you know, give them some other feedback and update about what's going on. So I know that some parents are involved and like to see their students work. Mm -hmm. Um, but I haven't had too many parents say that they really want to be so involved as to kind of be managing it from their end and really seeing what's happening, which I think for our students is helpful because it should be their responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think it's nice that parents, you know, want to check out what's going on, but I also think it's, it's the student's role to really be making that connection at home. But, you know, I do think it's, it's one of those things where the privacy, and all those expectations, you know, that's another part of our curriculum, the digital citizenship. So I think, 
you know, all of those things need to be connected. Parent communication, mm -hmm. digital citizenship, and just how you're using anything that's out there, uh, you know, online. So all of those are important things that need to be connected. A huge thank you to Hannah Lindsay from People's Academy Middle Level for taking the time to talk with us. Check out our blog at blog.tarrantinstitute.org for more educator stories and examples of innovation in the classroom. This has been another episode of the 21st Century Classroom.